Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. each and every one of you. I have had a very busy seven days since the last time we spoke and we chatted. But one of those beautiful things that came out of these seven days is you guys have been showing me so much love and showing the podcast so much love. I don't even, I really don't know how to say thank you. I have been trying to reach out to as many of you as I can and say thank you because I am just literally on a gratitude high. I want to personally thank Miss E. E. Miss Bill. She said, I love this podcast. Amira gives me that push to move towards my goals. I'm so excited to keep listening and grow alongside her. And I am so excited to keep sharing and grow alongside of you. Y'all, one thing I don't proclaim to be is an expert on anything. You know, I'm a Jane of all trades, master of none. And... I love to talk about current events and have conversations that get our minds going. I think I've always loved that. I've always been, you guys know I'm a chatty Cathy. Um, I love it. Never going to stop. When I was a kid, I used to be embarrassed because people say I talk a lot. I talk too much. But you know what? I don't care. That's who I am. That's the way I was made. That's how I was created. I love conversations. I hope that you all got to listen to the conversation I had last on last week with Crystal Williams as we talked solely about starting the tough conversations about race in America and having conversations with people who are not black. Uh, If you are black, someone who doesn't look like you. If you are white, it's someone uh, who is black. If you are any other race but black, you should be having, you know, a race with someone who is, and we should be having a talk, a race, (laughs) a talk with someone who is black. And we should be talking to folks who are not. I think now in this part of my healing or in this 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 part of my journey, I won't say healing because I think this is a lifelong um, thing that is going to continue to go on. But at this particular juncture in my life, I do want to, and in this journey, I do want to move forward. And I want to move forward by being honest about the way I feel. And this week, these last seven days have been much better. You know, you guys heard me a couple of weeks ago and I told you I was crying every day. I'm not a crier. I'm, a, I'm not a person who is that part of emotional. I probably have more anger than tears most of the time, but I have become a lot more comfortable with crying. It feels good. I'm gonna tell you the truth. It feels so good to just let that pain and energy dissipate. Um, it's been very good for me. Um, so if you haven't cried yet and you're still mad, or I don't want to say still mad, that sounds so like not right. But if you're angry about anything, try some tears because it's like it's like the best thing that a tear does or a rain shower does in the spring. It washes it away and it brings in the news. So to find you a quiet place, look at something that's going to get those those ducks flowing and do what you need to do. And don't be apologetic about it. You know, um, one thing I'm definitely getting more comfortable with is speaking my truth. I think in the past, honestly, I've always tap danced around my truth. I'll share it in private. I've shared with people who I felt understood where I was coming from. 
but vocalizing it publicly was not something I was very comfortable with. I'm not really sure why. I don't know if it was just fear of backlash or if it was fear that I would be um, misunderstood. But at this point, I have to speak my truth. And my truth is, is that that's all I know, you know, and I am sharing it and I encourage you to share your truth and do it in a way that is comfortable for you. You know, um, no one can tell you how you are supposed to feel about anything. And I, I want to let people know, and I want to say it again, just because you're not seeing as many posts doesn't mean that people still aren't hurting, uh, that change doesn't need to be made. Um, even this last week I'm watching, you know, protests still having to go on about Breonna Taylor, which is make, it makes me so sad. Oh, but it's happening and people are standing up, but I'm proud of people for not being quiet. I'm so proud for people not being quiet. And, you know, I, I talk about my truths and my sadness so much so, particularly this week, because this week we are really diving deep with Jenny Dela Cruz about trauma, anxiety and depression in children and how we all cope with those things. Um, I think you're going to really enjoy this this episode because Jenny and I had a real conversation about how COVID-19 and this pandemic and this social unrest is affecting our children. And I know as adults, it's really easy as aunties and uncles because you're not there every day or as parents to focus on getting things done and not really think about the kids because they're resilient. We always say kids are so resilient. But our babies are scared, they're, they're hurting, they are acting out, they don't know how to articulate their feelings. They are afraid maybe of being too vocal and being told to settle down. And, and a lot of different things, we have to pay attention to their actions. So I asked Jenny a lot of questions about that because I have a five-year-old, as you guys know, and, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, she doesn't need any more counseling uh, when she grows up than she needs, right? We all are going to need some help and, and, and guidance on how to navigate tough times, right? But I don't want to traumatize her and create issues with how I handle questions and how I handle her request right now. As a matter of fact, I kind of want to be a little overly sensitive to it because I've never lived through this before and she hasn't either. And she's only been here five years. So I've had decades to perfect my shield, right? And to bounce back. So arming her is very important to me. And I think you guys will particularly like hearing from Jenny. Um, what I'd love for you to do is as you hear this episode and uh, you digest even last week's episode, if you just listened to it and you hear me and Krista or you hear Jenny and I, I would love for you to tag uh, brunch and slay and tell me what your takeaways were like what part of the show really resonated with you if you could tell me that that would help so much because i want to keep conversations happening i want to continue to give us content that is is what we need right because i don't know about you but my world needs a lot of positivity right now i need a lot of things to smile about i need a lot of things to resonate with me to say i'm not alone um, and I want to continue to do that. So if you will let me know what part of the show that you love or you hated or you got a thorn in your side about, whatever, because I don't, I want to know. I want to have these conversations outside of you hearing this. I love it. So check out today's episode with Jenny and listen to last week's episode with Krista and share your thoughts.
Hello and welcome back to the show. You know, there's so many interesting things going on right now. And when I think about the state of the world and how our lives were turned have been turned upside down and were turned upside down by the pandemic. Uh, I, you know, I often think about what it's going to be like when we tell this story to our grandchildren, to our great grands, to children to come for those who don't have a family or even nieces and nephews. And I think about it from a child's perspective often. And I, I kind of wonder what this story will be like for them because each of them are computing this in different environments different seasons, different schools, you know, different people playing substantial roles in their life. And today's guest is a woman who I feel like can really help talk us through how to deal with uh, the anxiety and the traumas and the things that come from something like this. Uh, She's an author. She's a counselor who is a trauma, anxiety, and depression specialist. Welcome to the show, Miss Jenny Dela Cruz. Hello, Jenny. Hi, thank you so much, Amira, for having me here. And I'm a fan. I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. No, I'm so excited to chat with you because we kind of talked about it before the show. You know, with me having a, uh, I guess I can't really call her super small anymore. She's five, but a big girl Mm -hmm. small. Um, I noticed different levels of her anxiety and I can't wait to chat with you about that. But before we get started, I mean, I know that you're a counselor. I'd love to know, you know, how this has resonated with you and, and, and as a counselor and, and wh- where that passion comes from, because I know you wear many hats. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, as a um, licensed professional counselor, you know, I deal with um, all my clients, families and individuals who are experiencing the impact of COVID. Um, and, you know, no one's really you know, that we're all grieving in a sense, but we're not really um, dealing with it. You know, we're kind of masking it. And I find that people are at a point now, they're like, okay, I really need to deal with what's brewing inside of me. And so, you know, I, I, I see a lot of my clients dealing with anxiety, um, issues of depressant, depression, and um, just having parenting issues because their children are going through mood swings and they're like, I don't know how to deal with this because, you know, um, children experience grief, loss and change differently than we do. And we really have to uh, be aware of this so that they're not stuck and we can help them process what we're going through. And that's why I wrote this book. And, you know, every great book is not just for children. And so the funny thing, I have a funny story about this book. I have to really thank my youngest son who happens who just turned four for this book because on April 5th at 3 a.m. he woke me up because he had his really big feelings and big fears that he wanted to share with me. And of course, you know, after he shares in the best way a four-year-old can, he falls asleep and I'm wide awake. And so, Amir, guess what I did? You wrote a book. <laughs> Girl, I did. I, I did. What I tell my clients not to do when you're trying to go sleep, do not pick up your phone. I picked up my phone and yes, I wrote this book and I kid you not, when the sun was coming up, the draft was already done. I mean, the ideas were coming to me. It's almost like I had to chase it. Um, that's like Joe Scott. Um, and so I remember that morning, my husband was getting ready to go to work and I read it to him and he just froze. He was like, wow. He said, I remember being at work one day and I felt all of those feelings all at once. 
And he said, you, you have to release this. Oh, wow. But you know what? That, that's, that, the beautiful thing is you answer the call, number one. You know, a lot of folks, we get those inklings in the middle of the night and we're like, you know, I always think when I can't sleep at night, I, I love the movie Color Purple. I always think of I couldn't, you know, guys trying to tell you something. Mm. And um, I think about that. And how often do we just roll over or take some melatonin or, you know, go take some Tylenol PM and just fight that urge? Right. Sometimes we should run into that urge. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So baby boy wakes you up and he has angst and you're, you're being the, the, the mom that you are. Right. And you answer these questions and what was it inside of you? I guess I know something stirred you, but what was it that made you say, you know what? I bet you, I know I'm not alone and I know I must share this and quickly. Cause you haven't, you haven't let any grass grow under your feet. So let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, um, to be honest with you, you know, I really think that my counseling career has helped me in my writing because uh, it, it allowed me to realize the importance just of uh, promoting emotional intelligence, you know, and self-awareness, not just for children, but for families, because I think that I know that I'm not alone. You know, as I'm uh, going through my neighborhood, going to the grocery stores, I see the anxiety in everyone's faces, including myself, right? Because I'm human. And it was just like, I, I believe that is what compelled me to, to write this book. It was just like, you know what? Um, let's be part of the solution, right? Let's be part of the solution. And I think this is a journey that we're all taking together because trust me, I have not arrived. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That's the best lesson. I mean, in the book we're referencing, it's called Mommy, Can I Sleep With You Tonight? And it, it's a children's book. And, and like Jenny said, it's something that we all can learn from. You know, when you're reading to your kids or your nieces and your nephews and the stories resonate with you, uh, you know, and she's done a way of crafting this messaging so that we can digest it as well as our children and our loved ones and the, and the little people in our lives. Um, I, I look at this and I see my daughter go through, like yesterday, she had a horrible day. She did not do very well. She uh, decided, she took her iPad and she started calling pretty much. I have like numbers programmed in there and she called everybody on her own. She closed her door. And when she finally got off the phone, she came out packed with an outfit on and told me she was going to visit a friend. And when I, you know, tried to talk her down, she just had a meltdown. So she just wanted to leave and she wanted to go somewhere alone and she didn't want to care about COVID or, or coronavirus and just, you know, just trying to cope. And yeah. so what I decided to do is I just took her on a ride and we just kind of drove around for it. hours and I we let it. the window down. And, and, and I, I, I thought of places, where can we go that she doesn't have to be, you know, exposed. So I took her to Sonic Drive-In, right? And we had slushes and ate fries in the car and just let her have some fun. Um, and I, and I don't know if that was right or wrong. I just didn't know. I didn't want to discount how she felt because I, yeah. keep, I keep telling myself in her world, this is look at it from her perspective. This is everything to her and socializing yeah. with her friends has been gone for months, you know, and that's all she has. Right. So let's talk about that. How do we identify those moments where we need to just unplug with them or how do, what, what, what can we do as parents to kind of identify those hot moments earlier? Cause I'm trying my best to make it through this without sending her to therapy, you know? <laughs> no, I, I hear you. And you know what? I think it's, it's beautiful that you were able to notice that and, and, and tap into that. And I think that, um, 
you followed your instincts, like you know your daughter best and you know what she likes. So I would say, you know, study your child first and foremost and try to connect with them on their level, which is what you did, you know. Um, and at the end of the book, I do provide um, tools and resources. Uh, I talk about the four stages, I mean, the five stages of grief, which are denial, anger, sadness, bargaining, and acceptance. And I believe that at the beginning of your story, your daughter was in a way going through a little bit of denial. She was just like, you know, I want to do this, but I, you know, I, I, I just want to do me right now, you know, and we're all kind of going through that. And with the stages of grief, it's not linear. So one moment a child can be going through denial, then anger, and then sadness. This can happen in one week and it can happen in one day. Can you imagine? <laughs> That's yes, a lot. I've seen it. It's, it and it, it is. And I think I'm in denial this whole time, to be honest with you. <laughs> she said, Listen. And so I would say, um, for for instance, a, a great way to help children, I'll give you um, an example of anger. My um, son wanted some Oreos because we like to have our books, our story time with cookies. And for some reason, I went to the supermarket and they were out. I couldn't believe it. I can understand Clorox wipes for Oreos. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I came back home and I had to explain to him why and he seemed like he was okay but the next day he seemed more frustrated than usual and so I gave him a piece of paper and some crayons I said draw your how you feel draw your feelings and he was really at it like you know you could see the anger like he was really at it with the crayon and next thing I know he's drawing a picture of me so I was like wait hold up <laughs> and then he's, he's like mommy you're at the, the grocery store no more Oreos see you stomping your feet look, you're so angry. And I, you know, I said, wow, you know, I'm glad that he had that tool because he could have took it out on me. He could have took it out on his older brother. It could have escalated. And I would have never known where the source was coming from. So I would say it's so important to use drawing and for older um, kids, maybe teens, writing, poetry, allow them to express themselves that way. Also, give them an opportunity to release their frustrations physically, okay? Um, that would be the second tip I would use, uh, uh, to let them release that uh, frustration and anger. And so for my oldest son, I might say, you seem like you're frustrated. Go upstairs and punch your pillow, okay? Uh, this will really give them that safe place. And not only that, but it will calm their central nervous system. And listen, we need that too. Sometimes I need my, um, you know, my stress ball while I'm homeschooling. Think, oh, you know. I bet you do. I bet you. <laughs> okay. We need to exercise as, as well, not just to be in shape, but to release that tension because stress um, is stored in our bodies. And sometimes we don't realize why we're so pent up. And so, and I would say the third tip is to validate their feelings. Just like you did with your daughter. You took her out. And you talked with her. I know that this is frustrating, um, you know, and you should also share how you feel. You know, I'm, I'm frustrated, too. I'm upset, too, because this will allow them to see what. Oh, you're not you're not super mom. You, you know, they see us as a, as a right. hero, superhero sometimes. 
You guys, we have come a long way since 2016 when we built our first website. And we, that was me. I was a one-woman show. I've always spoken we because I wanted to speak it into existence. And now I can actually say we because we have an amazing team of folks all around the world who work diligently to create content, articles, experiences, podcasts that truly inspire you. We work really hard to make sure we have women on the show and on our site who are game changers and disruptors, who are out here operating in excellence, and folks who you can lean into for information and guidance and people who you can support. People who create products from idea to reality, who create events and experiences, excursions, who coach you to your greatness. And we did it all just for you. So if you haven't checked out brunchandslay.com in a while, I want you to head on over there and subscribe so that you will know everything that's happening in our world. Well, I'm so glad you said that about telling your son to go punch his pillow because I let's talk about it. I want to have a conversation about old school parenting, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I know a lot of times, I know, especially with my mom, now she does a great job of letting me stay in my lane. She never tells me how to raise my daughter. But I know that sometimes I do let my daughter exercise how she feels. I'll tell her, I'll let her say things, you know, like you, you, she has a right to say she's upset in my opinion. Right. You can say you're upset. You can be upset. You just don't, you don't lash out at your parent. You do it respectfully. And you deal with this tightrope of doing things like your parents did them or the old school way. But this is not, our parents never experienced this, right? They never experienced Absolutely. most of the things or even raising us in the technology era, era like we have our, with our children. So I love that you encourage and allow them to release their frustrations. How else are they supposed to do it? You know, um, and, and and I think that's so important. I know my daughter, you know, I've, I've probably been a, a lot more lenient with her making grunts and, and and things that I probably would count as being a little disrespectful or borderline because I know that she's trying to do it in a way without disrespecting me. You know, the other day she and my husband were talking, I guess she, she had a little trouble when they were out bike riding and she came in upset and he's telling her to do something. And she just says, dad, I just need a minute. Can I just have a minute? Hmm. And he kept going. And I said, babe, you know, she's telling you, she just needs a moment to decompress. And it literally took her 30 seconds. As soon as he said, oh, I'm sorry, Denver, go ahead. And she took a deep breath, looked at him and said, okay, I'm ready. And I, I thought, Wow you know, just acknowledging her. First of all, I was proud of her for saying that she couldn't take it. Like I need a moment, give me some space in her five-year-old way. And, and I, and I kind of battled with that after I'm like, did I do the right thing? Should we have corrected that behavior? You know, like what, what, you know, but at the same time, when I saw her reaction, I thought, okay, so that was right. That's one, one star. star. Because it's tough. There is no right or wrong way. And like you said, each child is different. And and you know what? Not only that, but studies show when it comes to forms of discipline, right? Spanking, times out, timeouts, this and that, rewards and punishments. Flatline, it doesn't even matter which type you use. What the key factor is consistency. Do that child know that you're going to do what you normally do? Or is it dependent on your mood and circumstances or even where you're at, right? Because sometimes, let's be honest. You know, we're one way in a home and then when we get in public, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we try to be, I don't know, a little different. And trust me, our kids, they know and they play on that. 
Absolutely. They learn that at a very young age, right? That's why they throw throw fits in Target, right? And you have to yeah. escort them right on out the building. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem leaving that basket full. I will walk out in a minute. I know that's like, right. Uh, so I'm wondering now, as our country, you know, we're still in weird places. Some people, some states are more relaxed. Some, you know, things are going back to whatever our new normal is. What are some things we should look out for and, and really monitor a little bit more closely as summer camps begin and activities and kids are, are probably getting out a little bit more? What should we be aware of? You know, I think that the the main thing that we sh- we can be aware of is how our children feel about everything because you know i think in a world where it's so oversaturated with information we know what's up like we just go on facebook we don't have to even go on the news anymore <laughs> find out what's going on right but what what is going on with you my son my daughter what what are you dealing with um you know if you're a caregiver what is your your child dealing with and um and so you know, I, I check in with my boys and say, oh, how do you feel about these masks? You know, because we can't just assume they're OK with it. And, you know, one of my sons said, you know, the mask looks scary. And, you know, I can see why, because at a young age, they're learning to read social cues through facial expression. This is when they're learning. This is means this is a happy face. This is an angry face. Well, when I look at the window. I can't tell if that person is happy or not. So I don't feel safe. And so I think we can reframe these conversations to say, remember, you know, that same person that's wearing a mask is the same person underneath the mask. Right. And that can calm them down. But little things like that. um, For another example is um, when they're out. um, Just. Asking them, how do you feel about these new um rules because you know it's just like 9-11 you know I'm originally from New York um after 9-11 nothing was ever the same like going to the airport was never the same and I I strongly believe that our world has changed because of this and so we have to check in and and see how they feel about these changes and I think that will help them more than anything Oh, I think you're so right. You know, I think life will, as we know it, and I thought about this yesterday, it'll be pre and post, right? Life yeah. before and life after. And the the thing is, I think for all of us who lived through, maybe we were children, maybe we were adults during 9-11, uh, that was a truly traumatic time in our country and in the world. Uh, yeah. And then we've experienced some substantial losses since then, right? We've had some terrible things happen and then you have this so there are a number of us who are going through trauma after trauma globally um and i that's where i go back to the denial part like i i said this at the beginning of the pandemic i have a a Mm -hmm. huge thing where i just keep functioning through through um crazy times i guess for lack of better words i just keep functioning and i don't realize the impact it has on me until maybe months later when yeah. things have gone back to quote unquote normal i'm one of those people who just power through like there's a, a surprise death okay we just got to get it done we got to take care of business and then one day it's like oh my god i'm not well like yeah. what happened and i can't be alone in that so i would love some tips on how to keep me from going underwater you know 6 months from now uh, when life is back normal and I've, and it hits me that, you know, what the hell just happened? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I, totally agree with you. I would say 
it's so important to find support. Um, and I wouldn't say just self-care. I would say radical self-care. And Girl Trek is a, a, a great organization that talks about radical self-care. And um, that type of self-care is not individualistic. It's reaching out to other people. And so I'll give you a personal example. Um, in my community group, group at my church, they do a phone tree. And so you don't have to check in with each and every person in the group. But we have it set up that by the end of the week, one person got checked on by someone else. OK, and so set up systems like this is so important. I would say also check out um, different support groups. Grief.com have um, support groups for those who are dealing with grief and loss. Um, I'm actually, side note, I have my own support group where I provide um, a safe place for Black women to process the impact of systematic racism. And that is a whole nother podcast. So I'm not going to get. <laughs> I'm like, girl, are we going down the rabbit hole? Because we don't even want to talk about that. Like I yeah. thought about that this morning. I woke up again, just mad. Yeah. Mad. Mm -hmm. You know, with, with folks being murdered, like, like it's nothing. And then I yeah. really got mad because I kept thinking, why is it of all the cultures that are minorities? Yeah. It's constantly okay to kill black people. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't, I don't know if we're not loud enough. I don't know. I just feel like if it was another race, it would get more attention. Is it just mm -hmm. we're conditioned? We're just, it's just the norm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so much, you know, um, about that. And that's something else I'm passionate about. My minor is in African and African-American studies. And I do trauma focused therapy on that on racial racial issues but i do think that um we do have to connect with one another we're stronger when we're together because when you think about it an army general when they want to defeat a people divide first then conquer right and so it's really important for us to get together not just amongst ourselves as people of color but with other communities for them to acknowledge that this issue is also your issue and so, but anyway, I don't want to digress. I know. I, know. I, think I might need to come back, Amira. I might need to yes. hang out with you some more, have some more brunch. Yes, yes. So as as you're you're navigating now and we are looking at the children and we're looking at adults, uh, what are things we can do other than check-in or, or have check-in groups for those folks? Like a lot of time, I thought about this as well, are single folks who've yeah. been along all this time and now they're getting out and maybe they might be so excited to get out. They go a little too fast, right? They might start being the first people who, I guess, I don't want to say break the rules because they're not necessarily hard rules anymore, but those people who over socialize and, and relax too soon, right? What can we do um, other than small gatherings? How can, I'm just trying to figure out how we can support everybody from where they are, from the moms, the dads, the single folks, this has been something for everybody. And there's, and I, and I don't want to discount all my people who don't have kids because I was that person for a long time. And I know how everybody thinks everything revolves around folks who have a family, right? Yeah. And no, you, listen, I was that person for a while too, you know? Um, and so I would say that it's so important, um, for single folks to also get that community, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the same concept is fundament is fundamental. Like 
they need their own community of friends, family, and relatives uh, to connect with, you know? And I think that um, as the states open back up, you know, we still want to be mindful of social distancing, but we can also, we can also say, hey, you know, let us um, find a network of people that we, we, we hang out amongst each other, right? So we know that this is our group and we keep it safe. We social distance with each other, almost like your tribe. Um, yeah. Because I think that is truly important. And then also, I think another tip I would say that works with everyone, regardless of your stage of life, is to be present, okay? Be present with your what you're dealing with. It's no, it's, I have no problem with going on Netflix and watching your favorite shows and because we all need a break. But don't use media noise to constantly check out. Be present and deal with what you're feeling, right? And so you can do that by um, journaling. Uh, and in fact, you can upload an app, a journal app. And there's one uh, that's a CBT, which stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy app. And it's really great because it, you can do a, a check-ins, like maybe five minutes a day to express how you're feeling. And it will prompt you to say, are you dealing with overgeneralization? Are you being catastrophic? And then you'll start to realize your patterns. Like, you know, when I tend to get into my dark space, I'm, I'm being catastrophic. Where's that coming from? Because once we're more aware of what's going on in our mind, then we really have the tools to start changing and growing and processing and healing together. Oh, I love that. Do you know the name of that app? Of course. I'm yeah. Familiar. You know what? Um, if you Google, I don't because I, I have a brain fart right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But if you Google um, therapy app, CBT, it'll come up. Okay. And you'll see for for any kind of phone that you have. So yeah, but no, there's so many free tools out there, you know. Yeah, no, that that's excellent, and I love the idea of getting comfortable with social distancing with your group of people because that is a life changer, and that's something that only sometimes those people, like you talked about, the smaller kids looking at your facial expressions, those people who know you will be able to look at you and know, right? Yeah, I know there's been several times during this where I've gone weeks without talking to people on the phone. And then I'll have a girlfriend and be like, hey, it's time for like a happy hour or something. And I didn't realize how much I needed that release, you know, on the on the virtual or, or over the phone. And you get you get detached. Right. You you distance yourself. You're already distanced, period, physically. And then you distance yourself and then you go into different levels, I guess, of depression and anxiety because you aren't connecting with humans in a way that you need to. And it doesn't have to be physically. So this is taught. Uh, a number of us, I'm sure, lessons that we will hold on to, and I hope in a good way um, for the rest of our lives, as far as the importance of human connection and, and being okay. present in one another's lives. Yeah. So now as as you navigate, I'd love for you to share where people can find find the book. Yes, yes. You can go to my website at CobbsCreekPublishing.com. I also have a YouTube channel called Storytime with Miss Melange, where I read um, books to children that promote diversity and critical thinking skills. 
My Instagram is Storytime Melange. And my Facebook is Diverse Kids Books. Last but not least, um, if anyone out there is interested in therapy or group therapy, you're not alone. So definitely check out my site at restorativetherapy.info. And, you know, I really want to break the silence of, um, you know, mental health. I want to break the stigma because I do believe that we still have that. mm, I don't want to really admit that I have issues, but look, we all have issues. And as a licensed therapist, guess what? I get therapy. But I thank you so much, Amira, for having me here. This It's been a wonderful um, talking to you today. No, I love it. And I'm so thankful. I love the fact that you realize the importance of the books with diversity. You know, I think we we typically, especially as a parent, when you're buying books, it's either all one race or typically, right? If you want to have somebody who looks like your child on the book, the whole book looks like them. There's not a real representation, a, a huge body of them that right. represent everybody. And that's what the real world is. So I think that's awesome. And then to be able to even as a, a teacher, right, if you're able to tap into her website or her Instagram and, and what, or her YouTube channel and share some of those stories with your class um, or with your child at bedtime, uh, program it onto their YouTube, kids' YouTube. You can add that to her subscription, your kids' subscription list. I think that's amazing. They can read along. Thank you. No, that's fantastic. So this Saturday, you know, you're brunching with anybody in the world that are alive. Who are you brunching with? Oh, hands down, it's going to be Harriet Tubman. Uh, Harriet's back on the show. Yes. I got to know why Harriet for you. Oh, my goodness. Where do I even start? Okay. I don't know if you saw her, uh, the latest um, video on Amazon. Uh, But I mean, first of all, just a movie. There's a movie. movie, I saw the movie, but is it the is it the same movie or is this something else? It's just just Amazon. Oh, no, this is a movie that's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. So, okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, but I mean, first of all, Harriet, she was so focused on her mission, okay? Like, nothing, no one was going to stop her. And then she didn't allow her limitations, you know, to get in her way. And just to encourage the courage and bravery that she had to 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 free you know, you know, her people, I just think is amazing. And I just love the fact that in her lifetime, she did so much. She was a spy you know, for the army. Like a lot of people don't know yeah. that. Like, well, she was a spy. Yeah. I mean, um, and then, of course, you know, her reliance on her faith. And that's something else that, um, you know, drives me is my faith in God. And so, yeah, I definitely hands down is, is Harriet. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. So I I would say as a young person, you know, I feel like we oftentimes dream of what we want to do. And I always, like, I always wanted to be Whitney Houston. I wanted to, I want to sing. I just wanted to sing. But coming from a family of people who had, there were no artistic people in my family. Artists, like, when I told my mom I wanted to study voice, she was looking at me like, and what are you going to do, do? <laughs> like, what, but what you really going to do? You know, that's how people always, whenever you, you delve into an artistic career path, people 
look at you like, and what's the backup? There's always, that's always the question, you know, what's the backup? And, and sadly, that's what sets most people up to fail is because you have to recklessly abandon all thoughts that are rational and keep pushing toward the irrational thought that you could actually, you know, reach the goals that you have in your brain. Oh, that's awesome, man. Gosh. Well, you know, I I can't begin to say how grateful I am that we have more tools in our toolkit to be able to help our loved ones, especially our little ones and, and know that we're not alone. I thank you for your work. I thank you for answering that call and getting up in the middle of the night. And I thank your little boy for waking you up and, and, and nurturing that seed, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Well, if you all enjoyed today's show as much as I enjoyed chatting with Jenny, and I know you want to get your hands on that book, make sure you go to the show notes so that you can down, get it and go ahead and order it now and share it with someone that you love, share it with people in your family who could benefit from it. And I want you to remember no matter what, because I know you took this away from the episode too. She answered the call. And if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slay. <laughs>